With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll take the time out, get your Bible, and follow along with us as we look in the Word of God today. We're turning again in our Bible to the book of Psalms 85, and we're continuing our study on the need of revival. We look, first of all, in the first three verses of this psalm, where the psalmist is looking backward and talking about how good God has been to the people of Israel. And then in the last three verses, we find him looking forward and telling about how good God is going to be in the future to the people of Israel. But here the psalmist finds himself, he is neither living in the good old days or in the sweet bond by, but as I've said earlier, he's in the middle of the nasty now and now, and he needs something for now to help him get through these dark days of his life. So in verse number six, he cries out, Will thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Here we see the plea for revival. Will thou not revive us again? Then we see the purpose for revival, that thy people may rejoice in thee. I said to you on one of the earlier broadcasts that our culture cries out, we need revival. When you look at all of the permissiveness, all of the perversion, all of the pleasure-seeking that is going on today, and yet none of it satisfies for any amount of time. The culture cries out, we need something. If you watch society, you see you have to keep changing the entertainment cycle and the amusement world for to make it satisfy. The world does not satisfy that longing that is down inside the heart of human beings. So our culture cries out, we need a revival. Our country cries out, we need a revival. When you look at all of the drinking, the drugs, the divorce, and all of the devil worship and work that's going on, our country cries out, we need revival. But then I said to you, our churches cry out, we need revival. And I said that you can see and understand the need of revival when you see rebellion instead of repentance in the churches, when you see excuses instead of excitement, when you see vanity instead of victory, when you see indifference instead of involvement, and when you see vagueness instead of vision, and when you see arguments instead of ambition, and laziness instead of liveliness. 
is I've come down through the letters of the word revival. Each of them cry out, we need revival. Notice again the text verse in verse number six. The psalmist said, Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? We are living in a dry day spiritually. We're living in a dark day spiritually. What we need is not better programs, better promotions, better personality, but we need an old-fashioned, heaven-sent revival to the hearts of God's people, to the life of our churches, that we might become revived, and our fellowship may be restored, and we might see the church aglow again with the presence of the joy of the Lord. Let me mention five things on the broadcast today that reveal our need for revival. Let me say to you, first of all, we need a revival in order that our faith may be revived. Let me just say to you, my faith is strong because my faith is anchored in both the Word of God and the God of the Word. But multitudes are not anchored in the Word of God, and their faith is anchored basically upon what they're seeing happen. And in a lot of places, they're not seeing much happen. But I want to say to you, when revival comes, our faith will be revived. We're living in a dry day spiritually. We're living in dark days spiritually. But if God would just send revival, that would take care of the need that there is for our faith to be revived. And when revival comes, faith will be revived. Let me say to you, number two, we need a revival in order that the fires may be rekindled in our churches once again. Now listen to me, friend. I understand why the world does not enjoy dead, dull, dry, dormant church services. I submit to you very quickly, I don't like them either. But when revival comes, then the fires of God will be rekindled in the house of God. Revival will put fire back in our praying. Revival will put fire back in our praising. And revival will put fire back in our preaching. And oh, may I say to you, we need a revival that the fires of revival may burn again in the house of God when the people assemble to worship our God. Then may I say to you, number three, not only do we need a revival, so our faith will be revived and our fires will be rekindled, but we need a revival so that our fellowship will be restored. You see, when there's a time of real revival comes, then there will be a time of confessing of sins. You see, when the presence of God is not there, sin does not seem too bad to us. Let me illustrate. The fig leaves that Adam and Eve sewed together and made aprons, they probably looked all right to Adam and Eve, so long as God was not there. 
But as it came time for God to come walking in the garden in the cool of the day, Adam looked at himself, Eve looked at herself, and they realized they're fixing to face him who is holy, who is righteous, and they knew that what they had would not be sufficient when God came in the garden. And my friend, you can let a lot of little sins go on in your life individually as long as God doesn't show up. But when God shows up, he will produce a time of confession of our sins. And our sins will become exceedingly sinful when God shows up in revival meeting. But not only will there be a time of confessing of sin, which will restore our fellowship, but there'll be a time of conforming to the Scriptures. When revival comes, the heart is warmed toward the work of God and the Word of God. And when revival is burning in the life of God's people, there is an inward desire to do what the Bible says. You do not conform to the Scriptures in revival time just because somebody said you should. But revival creates a hunger and a thirst for righteousness and for scriptural living. And so when revival comes, the fellowship of our church will be restored because there will be confessing of our sin. There will be conforming to the Scriptures. And then thirdly, when revival comes, there will be communing with the Spirit of God. When people are revived, it's as the Bible said in Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 18, and be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, when you're filled with the Spirit, verse number 19 tells what you'll be doing. The Bible said that you'll go around speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. So as revival comes, there is not just an outward change, but there is an inward change change, not just a conforming outwardly to the Scriptures, but there will be a communing inwardly with the Spirit. And friend, when you get a church that will confess their sins, conform to the Scriptures, commune with the Spirit of God, then revival will break out, and it will settle a lot of problems in the fellowship of the church even in our generation. Then may I say to you, number four, there's a great need of revival so that our families can be reunited. If we could see revival come into our churches, it would be amazing what it would do for our homes. Let me just mention, first of all, I'm convinced that revival would settle a lot of problems in the partner companion relationship. That husband-wife relationship would take on a new purpose and a new meaning and a new experience if we could experience revival in our churches. 
But not only the partner-companion relationship would take on a new meaning, but the parent-child relationship would enter into a new era. And then number five, we need a revival so that our future will be redeemed. Now listen to me, friend. I shudder to think what the future of our nation for our children and our grandchildren will be if we do not see revival come back to America and to our churches. Can you imagine where our nation will be in just 25 short years if we do not see revival? Look back over the last 50 years at the abortion. Look at all the perversion. Look at all the drug culture. Look at the kicking of God out of schools and all of the anti-Christian movements that have taken over in our country in the last few years. Friend, the hope of our future for our homes, our church, and our nation does not lie in legislation or in recreation but in revival. And if we do not have revival, we do not have much hope of the future. Father, take the word, use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's harvest time. Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you that Harvest Time is a listener-supported radio ministry. God has been so good to us. We're now broadcasting on over 50 radio stations a day and then around the world several times a day by way of Internet and shortwave radio. And I need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for the radio ministry and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of this radio work? Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Are you not-